Welcome to the Eva Podcast. My name's Erin. I'll be your host where we explore all things health information technology and Eva, the first interpretive health record system. So without any further delay, let's get this episode started. Hey, Dr. J. Hello, my friend. How are you? I'm doing great. So I just want to do something a little bit different today. Tell me about your week, your clinical week with Eva. Oh, yeah. So a couple things happened. One of them was my dream come true. I had a gentleman come in. Uh, we were reviewing his lab, and I was standing by the, the in-room screen, the the, uh, the big screen. We have you know touch screens in every room, if for anybody who doesn't know. So we can scroll through the program rapidly, kind of like Vanna on the, uh, is it Price is Right? No, what is that? Jeopardy, yeah. right? Is that Vanna? Yeah, so anyway, like Vanna, I'm standing up there, and he said, you know what? Quote, I talked to Eva this week, and I'm like, I, and so I broke out in a big smile and he said, what are you grinning at? I said, you said the exact words that I've worked for for 20 years, that someone could communicate with our technology and refer to it as a person. So he referred to Eva as his helper. And so I was okay. super excited, um, which was, that was for me. That was the bonus for me. Uh, same day or two, uh, a gentleman who came in who I've taken care of for 20 years, um, who was so so sick when he came in. He was six foot two, weighed 145 pounds. He was curled up in a ball in the corner of the room, sitting in a chair, all kind of emaciated and sick. And um, he was just really angry about what had happened. He got, one of his lungs was uh, ruined by a bad procedure and he had a hard time breathing and horrible stuff. So we did the um, artificial intelligence. We did the, the thing we had back in 2008 or 2009, a long, long time ago. Um, yeah, that's about right. Um, and it determined what was wrong with them. You know, your problem is you have an enzyme deficiency from your short uh, esophageal system that's creating this problem with gaining weight, blah, blah, blah. We did the testing, we did the treatment. He gained, gained weight, got up to 185 pounds, uh, doing great, came in and we we're going through his, his visit. He needs some medications. So I'm refilling his lifestyle meds. And uh, so I pop the prescription screen on the board. And uh, there's, he has six prescriptions that he needs to have refilled. And um, I said, which ones do you need? What, what, tell me where you're at with your prescriptions and what you need. Um, so we're not, I'm not telling him, okay, you have six months, we're gonna refill them. Not that at all. I say, here are your prescriptions. Tell me where you're at and what you need. So we go through them. And he looks at it and say, oh yeah, uh, I, I need a little bit more anxiety medicine because you know with the hot weather, it's harder to breathe and it just makes me super anxious. I'm like, okay, great, we can do that. So we'll increase that. And as we're working through it, he stops, he goes, wait a minute. And I said, what? And like his eyes lit up and he, I've worked with this guy for, I guess it's actually 15 years, but a long time. And uh, he said, the problem with your system is that doctors can't even imagine how much different this is than what they've been working with, with their EHRs and EMRs in the past. He said, I was at Scripps last week for my cardiology workup. He's going to have another procedure. And um, he said, and it's, it's nothing like this. They're sitting behind a screen and they're just pe pecking away and getting some stuff done. And I'm sitting across the room. I have no idea what's going on. I have no interaction. And I said, well, yeah, I said, but he said, no, no, not, but he said, you don't understand how different this is than everybody else. You live with it every day. It's your normal. This is where you live. That's why you see patients as fast as you do and you can do as good a job and 
whatever. And at the end of it, um, I say, okay, that's cool. I love that idea. I can't even imagine. Um, and then we're still on the same screen and he's looking at it. And uh, because he's looking at the screen and looking at the meds and looking at the pharmacy, he sees the discrepancy. There's a CVS in California, which we've prescribed to before for him and CVS here in Texas. And he sees, he says, wait, four of those prescriptions are going to go to California and I'm here in Texas. Let's make sure they don't go there. And then he proved his point about can't even imagine. So instead of them going two to the right pharmacy, four to the wrong pharmacy, we get a phone call from him when he goes to the pharmacy locally and says, they only have two of my prescriptions. He wouldn't know. I wouldn't know. I, I just pressed the automatic, yep, go refill them. And in, in the end, everybody's wasting their time. The staff's up front going, oh my gosh, what happened? Where did it go? Two of them were controlled substances. We got to go through all that rigmarole. Instead, he caught it in the collaborative big screen moment where he said, yeah, that's not it. So in, in a few seconds, I changed the address of which pharmacy it was where it was being described, and we got it done easily. But it was so amazing that people I worked with for 15 years, this guy's a top-notch salesman. He really knows his stuff. Um, and he's been through it with us, and he's seen the development of the program. And now he sees this is beyond anything anyone has. You're going to have to sell it in a way that people understand this is lights out a complete quantum leap from a technology that was built, the first EMRs, they were built basically to audit charts for insurance companies or the government to see which codes are used most and who's charging too much. How much can we squeeze the doctor to pay him less? Um, what do we have to do to operate the most profitable uh, situation and or be politically adept and keep our political constituency happy? So looking at that, that's a completely different model. We started ours in a practice where we had people who were sick that it was difficult to figure out what was wrong and it took hours of interviewing. So we built a technology that could interview them quickly. That's the, I talked to Eva. That was my point at the very beginning. And the guy says, talk to Eva, which is my natural come from. That's where I think about things. That's how I think about life. It's like, well, Eva, artificial intelligence, she's an expert. She does the interview. I don't have to spend two hours. She spends 15 minutes with a patient. I walk in, I spend 30 seconds with a patient. I know what to do instantly because I've got all the data in front of me, graphically and written. She did it all. She documented the chart. She wrote out everything. It's all done. And then it's beyond anything you can imagine because we also do that same thing with billing, with communication within the office and messaging, with messaging patients out of their lab. All the stuff's interconnected. No other system does that. All the other systems are, you know, there's a, a technology for messaging. There's a technology for billing. There's a technology for this. And they, they don't connect nor are they expert systems. None of the systems have an expertise like a business manager, like a highly trained, very experienced um, functional medicine doc or integrative medicine doctor, or just a really good clinician who can diagnose people by asking the questions. You ask the right questions, very high percentage of the time, 75, 85% of the time. The questions you ask in the first interview are what they're gonna find on the autopsy five or 10 or 20 years later. You just gotta ask the right questions, you know, and. We've got that. And it was so refreshing. What a great week. I'm kind of still high from it. Well, that's awesome. Was I, was I pretty hyper about that? It's pretty exciting. <laughs> I think it's really exciting. It also goes along with the message that I'm trying to get out there for Eva Health right now. One of the biggest barriers when I bring on uh, new practices or new providers into Eva and their staff 
is really their imagination. Generally, it takes a little bit of time outside of that first demo for them to really imagine their clinical workflow inside the system. Not because it isn't easy to understand, but because they're so used to systems that simply don't meet their needs, right? Opening a ton of windows, uh, writing notes in a bunch of different places, trying to find results in a bunch of different windows, and while you're looking all over the place, trying to get this full picture for the patient. Um, they're also Their staff is also used to a lot of people saying, hey, my system's awesome, and then they go in there and use it, and it doesn't help them do their job any better, which is incredibly frustrating if you're front desk or managing the business, a nurse, anybody. It's frustrating when your system makes your job harder. Um, and then, of course, you have patients. Patients get frustrated with patient portals at this point. They don't know how they work. They don't know what they're supposed to do in them, um, what they can't or cannot. And, you know, really, I think how many times have any of us been in an urgent care situation or just in a care situation where we've told our history to someone or filled out a form with that same story over and over and over again, and we feel like because we've said it so many times, nobody's listening. That doesn't mean, you know, getting that story isn't necessary. It just means maybe there's better ways to do it. What's what's interesting about that too is that you have different levels of expertise, right? You have the intake person who's doing triage, whether that's a, a an RN or it maybe it might be a, a paramedic at the ER, right? And they're doing the intake and their their questions are going to be very oriented to their experience. Then it goes to the next level, which is the ER nurse and or nurse practitioner. They're going to do it. And if it requires a physician who's a ER specialist or whatever, they'll get in. There's a, some value to that, to that evolution of the history being taken, because you might miss some things in between. The thing with Eva, she doesn't miss anything. Yeah. She asks the question, so you have a comprehensive package. And then when I ask the questions, they've been funneled through, they're, they're parsed down to where instead of there being 150 questions that are asked again and again, there's all the questions have been done, everything's documented, and my job then is very specific and very limited, and it's not frustrating. In fact, it's super rewarding because I can go right down the, to the, all the way to the finish where, I, now I know that this is a problem with structure and headache, now I just needed to find where exactly is it with my physical exam, and the documentation's already pretty well done, so then I just gotta make a few documentation changes and everything's done, patients treated well by an expert system and then an expert physician. and. For us, because we're working with people who are new nurse practitioners just coming into practice, doctors who have been in ER but not doing a functional medicine or a private uh, independent practice, we're providing that for them. Boop, here you go. Here's your expert system. It's going to interview incredibly well. The thing that takes most doctors 10 years to get to from the time they're finished their training and they really are expert at interviewing, it's about 10 years. Shorten that curve to about 10 minutes. I mean, that's true. The interview you do in the operating room versus the emergency room versus on the floor in a clinic, all of those interviews are all different. And we're looking for different kind of information to do our job well, but we also need that basic foundation. We need family history, patient history, symptoms. Um, we're also going to look at labs and the whole picture and everything. Uh, but really, the interview it's different and it needs to be able to be modified, um, but we also need that really strong foundation. I mean, look, if you build a house and you have different foundations meeting, you're gonna have issues. If all of your house is built on a solid singular foundation, 
great. Uh, that doesn't mean there aren't houses out there that are fine with multiple foundations, but really the idea is to have a solid foundation for your house, right? Everybody on the same foundation has the same idea of what's going on with the patient. And I love that Eva can provide that, right? You get this like incredibly thorough patient intake system that goes directly into the chart. You know what's going on with that patient. Everybody's on the same page. There's no bias that's thrown in there. And, you know, the more you dive in, uh, the more that you can add to that patient's story. And then even the further along you get into a patient's sort of health journey, you know, you can have other supportive interviews that also get recorded into that system, which is pretty revolutionary that Eva can do that. At the end of the day, though, I want everybody that's working with a patient that I'm working with on the same page, right? I want the same foundation. And I want to know that what I understand is what everybody else in the room understands so that when the provider is deciding to make choices regarding treatment plan, I understand the relationship there. And if I don't, then I can learn it from them and their expertise. The other thing that I want to point out is... When everyone's on the same page and you have this solid baseline for a patient, it greatly affects the ROI. And that's incredibly important when you're talking about an independent medical practice, right? Not that I want to simplify patient care to you know monetary value, but if you are going to give really good patient care, you have to be able to afford your staff, your supplies, your facility, everything that comes along with giving that care, including your EHR, right? And so if you have a solid baseline uh, with a patient, everybody's on the same page and you have a wonderful treatment plan that is supporting the patient, they're having great success with you um, and they have this trust and established relationship where you're working on their health together and they continue to maintain that relationship with you, um, what you're creating is a success in your ROI, like an internal revenue cycle that's positive, which is what you need in order to continue giving that care, right? So they give to one another. And, you know, a lot, you don't go to medical school and, you know, learn how to be a business owner, a manager of people, as well as a provider. You go to medical school and you learn how to be a provider. But each one of those roles is actually a separate degree. And yeah, provider is an incredibly hard degree that's very complex because care is so individualized, right? And everyone's so different. Medicine is this incredibly complex world of giving care to the vast majority of completely different people on the planet, right? That's a hard job. But really business isn't very much different in that every business has its own nature and specific needs and caring for that business and learning how to do that successfully is also an incredibly hard job. Now, managing people, some might argue that's the hardest job of them all um, because managing people is a lot like caring for them, but also really different. Now, if you're opening an independent medical practice or you have one, doing all three roles or being in the spot where you're in all three roles, I mean, it's it's hard. It's incredibly hard. I think a lot of you know new NPs or NPs that are getting ready to graduate or 
you know, in my state are like, yeah, I'm going to go open my own business and do this and it's going to be great. And there really are a few who've done quite well. You know, I worked for one of them, but at a lot of, you know, sacrifice, this individual has sacrificed a lot to have an incredibly successful business, um, which means learning how to have multiple different, wear multiple hats, which I talk about in, you know, the article or next article that's going to be published. But what really the bottom line is here, you need a good system to be able to do that. If you are going to have your own independent practice, MD, NP, whatever, you need a good system to help you wear the many hats that you have to wear and also help your staff be successful in their job, as well as help your patients feel like they have a solid trusting relationships with everyone in your clinic and that they are having a success or support in their health journey. What, what you're describing is we started in 2003. I don't know how to do an interview in a compact way that gets the job done. It's wearing me out. I'm getting just exhausted doing it. And the patients need the interview. They have to have this proper interview done. So we learned how to do that. And we built the AI, the artificial intelligence technology, the algorithm, which has been proven to be very good. Lots of validated questionnaires you know, over 20 validated questionnaires in there to create that, um, that outcome. And then we thought the next thing is medical records are too much of a pain to do. So we're gonna, just going to put that underneath the rubric of how do we take care of patients? How do we take care of doctors so that EMR works a lot easier so that the doctor can take care of patients better? So that all this time that doctors are spending half of their time or more on EMRs, we've eliminated like 90% of that now. It's about 10% of what it used to be. You have to do some documenting, but not very much because Eva handles all of that stuff. And then all the things that come out of that, like, oh gosh, now I got to talk to the staff about what things I ordered and what procedures did I do. And Eva handles all that. It's all included in that initial interaction process and how that flows through with the questionnaire and the artificial intelligence. And it fits together so well, you can't even imagine that you're going to have technology that doesn't obstruct your work. It doesn't stand in the way of getting your job done. It actually helps you get your job done, which is unheard of. That's That never happens with an EMR or EHR. I guess there's a few functions that are helpful, but traditionally, or all the seven different ones that I've used over the last eight, 10, 20 years, whatever it is, they all create problems. They all have horrible user interfaces. They have no, there's no way that the, the workflow is fit into that at all. It comes out of this little billing auditing module, and then you have to go out into these separate spokes and tangents to try to get your data and try to get your work done, where Eva creates a completely seamless, completely uh, slick workflow so that everything's done for you. And then you go in and you fine tune it and say, yeah, it's called a centaur system, you know, with the the horse with a man's body or the man's head and body. The the ER or the, um, the, the horse's body is Eva. That, that, that handles all that foundational work. So you got all four of your hooves down hard. You're good. You can stand there and you got it. And then the last little bit that, that requires a physician, nurse practitioner, somebody with some capability to examine, think things through, use their intuition. That last little bit is all that you need to do. And all the other stuff is done. The hooves and the you know, horse's body is the centaur. It's where it gets all that done, that part of it. And then that last little bit. And I, I've had complaints from naturopathic docs and um, some others who are in other specialties. They're like, well, how will it know? It's like, it, it doesn't need to know. Eva doesn't need to know your intuitive component. Eva provides you with all the stuff that's your past history. How does smoking impact your parents' history and the artificial intelligence? How does this affect, you know, the uh, cardiac 
um, American Heart Association risk profiles and how does that all work? And Eva Prince presents you with all that and says, here you go, their heart risk is high, 60%. And then you talk to them about their symptoms with their chest and their shortness of breath and go, oof, this guy, he's also got like sudden onset erectile dysfunction. This guy's a heart attack waiting to happen. And you can move right into that instantly, take seconds, um, because you're using your intuition to fine tune this gigantic mass of data that you've just been just been handed off to you. Like, here you go, it's all done in a graphic and written format. It's easy, easy to grok. It's just easy. And I, I just think it's so great this week, that whole, you can't, they can't even imagine what it's, it's like to, it's to work with a system that's like, here, let me give you a hand. And Eve actually does that. So we're in the middle of something amazing. I'm so excited. I, I love it. Yeah. So anyway, I, I'm super excited about the idea. I, and I just want to leave with you with this idea. It's like, we just want to be able to, we want to share the system. Yep. We want to help patients get better all throughout the world, like empowering the world to be well. That's the patient gets involved because they can interact with the system, with the provider at the same time. And, and ultimately, if doctors are able to look at the system and say, I didn't even know this was possible, and they can get all that help, and then they can think of their future in medicine instead of, I'm so burned out, I hate this job, I want to quit. They can look at it with the same form of wonder and imagination. This could be really good. Who knows what else is around the corner? Not like technology in other parts of medicine isn't great. We're, we're breaking through on so many levels with so many things. And now the technology for EMRs has been subsumed under the system EVA. So imagine that. Imagine that. Thanks so much for your time, Dr. J. It's always awesome to talk with you. Well, that's it for today. Thanks for joining me on the EVA podcast. I'm Erin, your host, and I'll see you next time.